You're not going to trick me anymore. No? No, absolutely not. Oh, what a shame. I so much wanted to show you this. That fob watch on a long shiny chain. Why? The Return of Inspector Steve by Lynn Truss. Episode 5. Not long now. Brighton Police Station, June 19th, 1957. Dear Father, what a horrible time we were having. What sort of bally, evil, female, criminal mastermind not only plans for a police station to be bombarded by thousands of seagulls, but then hypnotises a police inspector to open the window at a given trigger? Mrs. Bally Adelaide Ballyvine. That's the sort. When the inspector opened that window... Anyone else find it a bit stuffy in here? Oh, no, I couldn't sir. believe it. Before we had time to think about it, all four of us had dashed into Inspector Steen's office and slammed the door. That ought to hold, sir. Thus, we were cut off from the birds, of course, which was a good thing. We're safe in here, sir. Oh, my good God. They're at the window in here as well. Oh. But I think this one's been painted shut. Isn't that right, sir? But we were also cut off from... A, any chance of escape from the building. Not so good. And B... The tea-making equipment and absolutely all of the ruddy biscuits. It's a shame no one thought to bring the fig rolls. It wasn't time, sir. Once you opened the window like that, they were on us straight away. Yeah, of course, but still. Oh, it was like they wanted to kill us, the bleeders. Oh, oh. The size of them. Once you opened that bleeding window and gave them a chance to you, that is. Oh. Oh. They're pecking at the door, sir. We can all hear them quite clearly, thank you, Brunswick. But the way they came flooding in once you open that flaming window, sir, I'll never forget that, never. It was the shock. One minute they're outside the window and the next, blimey. Look, I know you all think this was all my fault for opening the window. <laughs> it's getting louder. Oh, good It actually is your fault, sir. Why on earth did you let Mrs. Vine hypnotise you? I don't know... She's very cunning. <laughs> Can you remember anything about it, sir? Did she tell you why she was doing this, for example? Look, what does it matter what she told the inspector? She's after revenge, and it's working. <laughs> We're like rats in a trap here. Yeah, with no fig rolls, no royal oh. scots, no Lincolns. Well, it won't go on forever, that's the good thing. Well, it might do. No, when the tide turns, sir, they'll go out to sea, which will give us a chance to get out. <laughs> How can you possibly know that? It's what happened in that Louisiana case in 1932, sir. The one I read about at school, where the birds flocked inland and attacked the people. Oh, do we have to hear this? No, listen. It was truly interesting. When the tide turned, the birds flew out to sea and sat on the waves and waited quietly. Mm. It was jolly sinister, apparently. There were countless reports of the birds forming a great, white, silent, bobbing carpet on the sea, stretching for miles and miles. <clears throat> Sorry. What were they waiting for, Twitten? Well... Partly for the tide to turn again. Um, what else? Oh, um, nothing. No, go on, you said they were partly waiting for the tide to turn. What else were they waiting for? Well, if you must know, sir. Reinforcements. <gasps> oh, good God. Oh. Right. Who's got a tide timetable? Hmm? 
all right. Um, given that these birds have already been attacking the station for about uh, two hours, what's the longest we'll have to sit this out? You know, together, bravely, as a single unit, sticking together through thick and thin. Uh, about four hours, sir. Four hours. All right. May I make an observation about us all being a unit sticking together and so on, sir? I don't know. Would it be rude about me? It is to do with the element of hypnosis affecting one of the people in this room, sir. Oh, what a surprise. It's just since one of us has been hypnotised to react to certain words, sir, naming no names, the main thing to establish, sir, is, well, whether it's safe to say, nice cup of tea now? It was the phrase, nice cup of tea, that had made the inspector open the window. I can't go for four hours without saying a nice cup of tea, sir. It's not possible. So thank goodness it was now safe to say it. Because no one wanted to talk about anything else. How many would we have had by now, usually, Mrs G? At least four. Four? Oh... It's amazing how you take a thing for granted, isn't it? <laughs> you sit at your desk, you put out your hand, there it is, a nice cup of tea. You drink it, put the cup down empty, and the next time you reach out... It's full again. Yes! Oh, no. oh. How long have we got until that tide turns, Twitten? Uh, another three hours at least, sir. Oh. It's bleeding torture. It doesn't even matter that I know we can't have one. Oh, I know. I, I just still keep thinking, oh, how about a nice cup of tea now? Oh, how about a nice cup of tea now? So do I, sir. And me. It, it pops into your head like a completely original idea. I know. What I'd really like now is a nice cup of tea. I think it's driving me mad. Look, I've been thinking, dears. What, Mrs. G? Oh! oh. oh. Sorry. Calm down, Twitter. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm sorry. It was a loud one. Well, nevertheless, Mrs. Grimes. It's occurred to me, a bit belatedly, I'm not supposed to be in here, am I? None of us is supposed to be here. I mean, according to Madam's evil plan, though. She wanted me giving the Evo first, didn't she? Oh, yes! So I'm supposed to be outside, out there, while you lot are all trapped in here. So whatever she was planning, it's gone wrong. She was trying to split us up. Exactly. Gosh. What exactly has she got against you, Mrs. Groynes? <laughs> You did tell me once. Did I, dear? I very much doubt it, sir. No, I'm sure she did. Well, if you're sure, that's all that matters. It was some sort of women's thing. Mm. Oh, what, like gin slips? Oh. <laughs> well, when you remember, you give me a wink. I'm dying to hear what it is. Oh, oh, oh. I can't stand this! Oh. What exactly do we need, Mrs G, from the next room to make a nice... You know. You're never going to make a dash for it, Sergeant. Yes, I am. You can't, sir. They'll peck you to death. I don't care. <laughs> They'll get in here as well. I can hear it calling to me. Sergeant Brunswick, drink me. Dunk custard cream in me. Brew me in a big brown pot. Shall I slap him, sir? I could put my tunic over my head, sir, and crawl along the floor. No. You've just got to stop thinking about it. That room is full of birds, sir. Feathers and beaks and beating wings and talons, sir. Think of the talons. Seagulls have got web feet here, surely. Look, call me crazy, but the biscuits are in a tin. Oh. If I could just retrieve that tin, I, I have to try, sir. No, stay where you are, Brunswick. I forbid you to open that door. You open the window, sir. Oh, steady, Sergeant. Oh, it's so frustrating. Just yards away. Oh. Custard creams. 
I feel so helpless. If only we could phone the police. That's what other people would do in this situation. But someone is surely going to notice what's happening. Maybe someone will rescue us. And if they do, my money's on Captain Wilfred Hoagland of the Royal Engineers. Oh, not him again. If you knew how daft you all sound going on about him all the time. You knew his name was Wilfred? He's very brave, sir. Yes, yes. Oh, you might have warned me. Plus, he has a very big soft spot for Mrs. Groins. Is that true, Mrs. Groins? Uh, have you been stepping out with this great war hero of ours? Do you know, I hate that man more every time I hear about him. Well, what can I say? I'm not sure I am stepping out with him anymore in any case. In fact, I don't really want to talk about it, if it's all the same, dears. He seemed to really like you, Mrs. Jones. Let's change the subject, shall we? But what's happened? Blimey, if he's hurt you in any way... No, it was me, dear. He was lovely, wasn't he? It was me. Me. Leave it at that. I don't understand. If he was so lovely... You, you don't have to tell us, Mrs. G. No, I don't. I, for one, honestly don't mind not hearing anything about oh, it. Oh, all right, look. He was being so sweet and gentle, wasn't he? And we were having such a nice time. And then he showed me a picture of this old flame of his. This girlfriend who wanted to stick by him in the war when he was nearly blown to bits. Mm -hmm. He broke her heart, you see, telling her to leave him alone. He couldn't let her sacrifice herself to him, that's what he said. She, all young and lovely, and him a broken crock. Oh, how noble. Yes, what a saint. Oh, sir. So, he's got this picture out of his wallet and he says... There's my Elizabeth, all proud. And, well, I wasn't very polite, dear, and he was really, really hurt. Oh, poor Captain Hoagland. Well, don't go on about it. Well, what did she look like, then? No, I've said too much already. Well, you have to tell us now, Mrs G. No, he's poor feelings. We won't tell anyone, will we? <sighs> we can't, not in here. <sighs> No, oh, all right, then. She looked like the back end of the 38 Buster Clapton Pond here. Now, are you satisfied? <laughs> Don't. Oh, sorry, Mrs. G, but... Oh, Hoagie, I really hurt him. But I don't know. It was the shock. You always think if you've got a rival, she's all beautiful and clever and better than you. I expected someone who looked like Ingrid Bergman. But now I just keep thinking, what a lovely man he is to carry round a picture of a plain dumpy woman with a squint <laughs> just because she used to love it squint. <laughs> tell you what was funny though there was this sort of blurry shape next to her face and i thought oh god what's that now some sort of goiter i expect oh, i can't cope with this and then he said no I, I no, no no what did he say what he said <laughs> She always did love that fairy. <laughs> <laughs> and so we measured out the hours in missed cups of tea. How many is it now, Mrs. Groins? About twelve, dear, now. Twelve? It's about now I'd be cutting some homemade bread pudding from a big oh, tray brought from home. Don't. With loads of brown sugar on top. Mm. All moist with fruit, oh. but crisp round the edges. Oh, oh. God. Yeah. It's funny what you can get used to, isn't it? I mean, normally, if I was sitting in here minding my own business and there were seabirds flapping outside the window and another lot of seabirds trying to knock my office door down, I'm sure I'd be taking a lot more notice. They are beginning to make a hole in the door, actually, sir. Are they? Well, I just wish I'd left things better with Hoagie. He's the best man I've met in years. Oh, don't blame yourself over that photograph, Mrs. G. Oh. There wasn't much of a future in it anyway, was there? Let's be honest. Why not? Well, 
You know. No? What? Oh, come on. No? What? Well, given, you know, his being such an upright, honest, public-spirited and indeed altruistic person. Yes? And you're being, you know, selfish and criminal and deceitful. What are you saying to Mrs. Groin's twin? Oh, um, nothing, sir. Look, you've really upset her. Have I? Look! No, I I'm all right. Oh, gosh, Mrs. G, I'm so sorry. Leave it, dear. I I'm so sorry. What's going on? I I've never seen you like this. What have I done? Nothing, dear, nothing. Oh. You're not wrong. That's the truth, dear. Not when you put it like that. I don't deserve him, do I? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, 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 what's wrong with Mrs. Roy? Okay. Oh, Triton, oh, is this your doing? May I remind you we're supposed to be pulling together in here? I think she's crying because she's realised she's not good enough for Captain oh. Hoagland, sir. Oh, this damn Captain Hoagland. I'm sick of him. He's been nothing but trouble. Oh, don't, dear, don't. Oh, he's lovely. He's all we talk about these days. Hoagland, blah, blah, Hoagland, blah, blah, Hoagland, blah, 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 Hoagland. He was a war hero, sir. You know that. He saved hundreds of lives defusing enemy bombs. And now he's ruining countless others. Those... In what way, sir? By making people feel inadequate. Honestly, the way that man prances about... He just a prance, dear. He limps! Oh, all right, the way he limps about, which is worse. Oh, my leg. Oh, my arm. Oh, sir! And you know how he makes me feel? Stupid. Can you believe that? Me? <laughs> well, I resent it. He makes Brunswick feel bad, he makes me feel bad, and, and now he's even made Mrs. Groins feel bad. So... Take no notice of Twitten comparing you with Captain High and Mighty Hoagland. It's Captain Hoagland who should be worried about whether he's good enough for you, not the other way around. But the boy's right, dear. Suddenly I, I, I look at my life and I don't like it. What? I think of Hoagie carrying that picture around. So loyal and steady and good. Oh. And it makes me feel such a bad person. Oh, no, the, the things I've done, the lies I've told... The constable knows what I'm talking about, don't you, dear? Gosh, Mrs G, you're not going to come clean at last, are you? What are you talking about, Twitten? It's Mrs G, sir. I think she has something bally important to tell you. I do, dear. Yes. And you're positive this is the right time? We may still get out of this alive, you know. I don't care. The thing is, dears, I've been deceiving you. Oh, 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 what's that? Oh, bally hell! Look! Look! Oh, what can we do? They're breaking through. Uh, oh, let me see. And, oh, my God! Oh, my God! Why didn't you tell us before? Permission to put your desk against the door, sir. How's that going to help, for heaven's sake? We put the desktop against the door, sir. Uh, look, imagine the table's tipped over, sir. On its end. On its end? On its end. The top's so big it will cover the whole door, I think, sir. <sighs> when it's tipped over. Oh, you're not visualising it, are you, sir? No. All right, I'll show you. Oh, Oh, blimey, Twitten! Yes, sir. Oh, good heavens, I can hardly... Oh, is it moving? Yeah, let me clear it first. Oh, All right. Don't worry, I can sort that lot out later. Oh, don't move on, run. There's a big beat coming through the door. Uh, now, gird yourself, Twitten. Up. Sir, I can't write that now on his head. Oh, sorry, son. It's all right. Oh, oh, beep! Beep the beep the beep! Oh, wait! Don't help me! Right, son. Got it? Yes. Oh, there's another hole down there now as well, with a whole head coming through. Oh, quick! Quick! Right now, lift and walk. Come on! Come on! Quickly! That's it, 
We waited and we waited. And what gradually happened was, what with the dwindling oxygen in the room, we became quite light-headed. It wasn't long before we had sat on the floor. Then, after a while, we somehow all decided at once that we'd rather lie down. With two hours to go, the birds were attacking the door with ferocity. They were beating at the windows. And we started to realize this was it. I felt a really strong urge to tell the others that, well, if I die today, my life in the force had been spiffing. But unfortunately, it's a speech I'd made so many times before, the inspector had forbidden it. But it, it has been... it has been spiffing, nevertheless, sir. We know, son, we know. We're glad for you. But I think we should... Let's not have speeches now. <laughs> if we could open that window now, you know, I, I think I'd do it. We could smash it, of course. It would be suicide, sir. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <sighs> no. I never thought my life would turn out like this, did you? When I was a child, I mean. I wanted... I wanted to be a polar explorer. I wanted to make maps. I bet you wish you'd done that now, dear. All that air. To the point, mapping snow and ice, Twitten. It's quite important to map the edges. Hmm. I suppose it is. I wanted to be a sailor. Did you, Brunswick? I never knew that. Oh, yes, sir. You'd look lovely in one of their maps. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Why didn't you become a sailor then, sir? I did try it for a bit before the war, but it didn't suit me, that's all. Were you seasick, dear? Oh, no, no. It wasn't that. I just couldn't get on with all the moving about. When you're at sea, that's the thing, you see. You're forever moving about. You mean you didn't like the actual concept of sailing then, sir? Yeah, that's right. I never reckoned on it. I don't know why. It was flaming, never-ending. Moving about, moving about. I mean... Once in a while, you'd get to Gibraltar or Malta or somewhere and you'd stop and you'd get off and think, thank God that's over. But then, oh no, whistle, 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 it's everybody back on the ship and you're flaming well, back to moving about again. <laughs> you didn't have a girl in every port then, dear. Oh, chance would be a fine thing. <laughs> <laughs> I barely knew where I was half the time. No, I tell you, I hated it. Hated it. <laughs> Since I got back to Brighton in 1938 and joined the police force, I've had my breakfast at the same table in the same house on the same street every day. Every day. For what is it? 19 years? And I've loved it. <laughs> I've flaming well loved it. I did get a tattoo. You never. Yeah. It's here. Hang on. Oh, I can't believe there's a bit of you I haven't seen, dear. What with all the wounds you've had. There we are. Well, I'm blowed. Oh, so who was this Emma, then? The dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really missed her. I'll never forget how pleased she was to see me when I got back. What did you want to be, Inspector, sir, when you were a child? I'm pleased to say that when I was a child, I wanted to be a senior police officer of a seaside town on the south coast with a regular broadcast on the wireless. Why, my dear? Really? Yeah. I remember Mummy asking me to write down my ambitions when I was about seven. That was top of the list. And the really interesting thing about that is, the wireless hadn't even been invented at the time. What else was on the list, sir? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, racing driver, I think. Huh. A professional cake mix taster, <laughs> when I was only seven. And, um, 
And I don't want you making anything of this Twitten, but War Hero was also there. Oh, sir. That's incredibly interesting. I did say not to make anything of it. It's hard not to, sir. Well, I'm ordering you to try. War Hero. Twitten. I want you to be a mum. Really? I thought you were a mum, Mrs. G. You've got Trevor, haven't you? But I mean, like a Mrs. Miniver type mum. Oh. <laughs> a mum with a nice hubby. Taking the pram to the grocers, with babies in it, I mean. Not just as a way of cutting back the spats. <laughs> Making apple crumble in a nice kitchen with a new world gas cooker. Listening to Johnny tell me what he'd learned at school today. Well, I, for one, am very glad you became our cheerful cockney char lady instead, Mrs. G. That's kind of you, dear. How things turn out, that way. How things bleeding well turn out. Yeah. Oh, dear. Look, we're not going to make it, are we, dears? So do you mind if I... I want to make a clean breast of it at last. I really do. While we got a minute. Oh, yes, well... Good luck this time, Mrs G. Thank you, dear. The thing is, Inspector, Sergeant Brunswick, all the time you've known me, I've been living a lie. I don't know how to put this, but... Look, could you forget I said that just now? Oh, sir. Inspector, I, I, yes, I was... Yes, yes, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mrs. Groins. I'm sure it would have been fascinating, Mrs. Miniver and so on, but, but I wish... I, I just wanted to say I wish I hadn't said war hero. It was a bit revealing, sir. I know. Given that you spent the last war not in any compact of any sort, but running a lost property office. It was right in the heart of the city, Brunswick, as you well know. It was a very dangerous place to be. Yes, but it wasn't... <laughs> no. No, it, it wasn't. I'll strangle you for all this, Twitten. Sorry, sir. War hero. The first war I was thinking of, you see, I was... I was thinking of father. He died in 1914. Saved five men. And when he'd gone... When he'd gone... I used to ask Mummy to pin his medals on my chest. Oh, sir, you can't blame Captain Hoagland for that, sir? No. But if it's at all possible, I'd like to die now, please. This is all your fault, Twitten, asking us what we wanted to be when we grew up. I've said I'm sorry, sir, but well, how could I know you'd all fall to pieces? I only thought, when I was a child, if I'd imagined death at all, I, I thought I'd probably face it on an ice floe, charting new territory, wearing a really, really thick knitted jumper with a roll neck and holding a theodolite. I suppose I thought I'd be at sea. <laughs> moving about. And I'd be surrounded by rosy cheeked grandchildren. And I'd be going over the top. I suppose we were quite delirious by this time. The air in the room had virtually gone. There was just half an hour to go before the tide changed. But who knew whether these birds would ever give up? Brunswick? Oh. Oh. I think he's asleep, sir. Oh, well... Doesn't matter. Inspector. What? What is it? The reason. The reason. Adelaide Vine wants to kill me. Oh, leave me alone. I'm. I'm the criminal mastermind of Brighton. Right. Thank you. How interesting. It's true, sir. Yeah, if you like. I used you, dear. 
A bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you two old ears. Okay, good. So you're a sort of female Al Capone? Yes, dear. Mm. And I'm... I'm Douglas Bader. Oh. Oh. What's that? Oh. Huh? oh, no. What is it? I don't know. Up there. The ceiling. Oh, oh no. The ceiling. Oh, they're coming through. Oh, oh. oh. Brace yourselves, dear. Oh, oh Mrs. G. What's happening? Oh. I'm so sorry, dear. It's all my fault. It doesn't sound like birds. Hello? Hello? Oh. I think we found them. Again, Corporal. Oh, what's happening? Who's that? I think... I think it's Captain Hoagland, sir. Aldera, are you all right? Is there anyone down there? Hoagie! They're down there. A bit more. There he was, our hero. Almira, I came as soon as I realised what was happening. Damn his foot. We're all very weak, sir. But we managed to keep our spirits up. <laughs> all right, that was a bit of a lie. But I felt it was what he wanted to hear. Palmera, you go first. It's, uh, it's good to see you well. Oh, Hoagie. <laughs> thank you for this, sir. Oh, yes, thank you, sir. Ah, uh, you'd have done the same. Ah, up you go. And what did he say to Inspector Steen? Gosh, it's no mystery why we loved Captain Hoagland so much. Ah, Inspector Steen, sir. Yes, what? Thank you for rescuing us. What do you say to a nice cup of tea? In The Return of Inspector Steen by Lynn Truss, Inspector Steen was played by Michael Fenton Stevens, Mrs. Groynes, Samantha Spiro, Sergeant Brunswick, John Ram, Constable Twitton, Matt Green, Adelaide Vine, Janet Ellis, and Captain Hoagland, Robert Bathurst. The director was Marilyn Imry. The producer, Karen Rose. The return of Inspector Steen was a Sweet Talk production for BBC Radio 4. And next time in the final episode of The Return of Inspector Steen... The long and the short of it is this entire section of Brighton has been cordoned off and totally evacuated until further notice. So why are you still here, dear, if you don't mind me asking? Me? To deal with the unexploded mine.